YPF for those thoughtful reflections and to our children for taking part and to the choir. What a moment that was. Jesus had obviously thought about what he was going to do when he came into Jerusalem. In a sense, it was a staged event. We know that he sent the two disciples ahead to go and get the cult, which was already ready. And then he made this dramatic entrance into Jerusalem. And it was much like the prophets had done in the past. You know, Jeremiah with a prophetic, dramatic action. He knew what he was doing. And what a, a photo opportunity it would have been. A chance for Jesus, if you like, to, if it had been in these days, to smash the ball out of the park for a, a social media opportunity. Because everybody was focused upon him. The adoring crowds, you know, with waving their palm branches and singing and shouting praises. There must have been a huge temptation for Jesus to let them crown him as king there and then, the king that they wanted. We know that Jesus had faced temptation alone in the wilderness. He'd been promised all the kingdoms of the world, but he turned it down, quoting scripture back. And here again, he resists the temptation to be what everybody else wanted him to be. Hosanna! They cried, which means, please save now. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. He must have felt good to have the praises of all the people. But he knew that a tricky time was coming ahead of him, a really difficult time. He knew what he had to do. But the temptation must have been to soak up all the praise and the adulation and to be what they wanted him to be. We were reminded, aren't we, uh, through that whole temptation narrative, how subtle temptation can be. And it would have been there for Jesus at that time. But he didn't go the way the devil wanted him to go or the way the people wanted him to go you know he must have had the temptation to have that crown put on his head to be the king that they wanted but he had no adoring crowds in the street when he was crowned no Westminster Abbey for a coronation but a lonely cross outside of Jerusalem his crown a crown of thorns. And here I write a note to myself and perhaps a note for you. We are called to be faithful, obedient, radical disciples of Jesus who are not afraid to walk the path of suffering. We're not called to be crowd followers or crowd pleasers. Just think about that for a moment. We're called to walk the road of suffering, to give ourselves in love for other people, which is not easy if we're to be obedient 
to Jesus. It's tough, isn't it? And when they asked, who is this? That question, we have to ask ourselves that question as well. And I think, actually, the truth of Jesus is perhaps one of the best-kept secrets um, because people don't really understand. You know, I went into Marks and Spencers uh, recently, and on the shelf was a limited-edition hot cross BLT bun. No wonder people are confused about Jesus. You know, all the bunnies and the chocolates and the spring holidays and everything else is really marketable. But how do you sell the idea of a suffering, loving Lord? But that's who he is. And without his suffering, we wouldn't have Easter Day. We wouldn't have the triumph over our sins. We wouldn't have the blessing of new life. So I want to encourage you to ask that question of yourself, who is this? And this Easter, try to help other people to understand who Jesus is. They said he was a prophet at that time. They got part of the truth, but we know he was more than that. Like Peter, he is the Christ, the son of the living God. So I encourage you all, this Easter, not to just come back next Sunday, but come to the Holy Week services so that we walk with Jesus that journey to the cross and think when life is tough for us because we're doing what God calls us to be, that's going to be part of the deal because it's only through suffering love that triumph, peace, new beginnings can come. And some of that is in our prayers and our love for those who need Jesus the most, that we need to walk that road so that they will know that he is Lord. Now, you've got your cross, and we traditionally in this church sing as our final hymn, Lift High the Cross. might seem a strange thing to do, but as we sing these words, let's sing them as a prayer and hold our cross down as we prayerfully sing the words of the verses and then lift them high for the chorus as we remember the triumph of suffering love. We're going to stand together and sing our final hymn.